Hey everybody, I have a new teaser episode for you of My LA Porn Life, the bonus podcast that you get by joining my Patreon with the lovely Eva. And we have a really funny show in store for you. So we first start talking about, you know, our weekend and Eva's dating life because that's the only interesting thing between our two dating lives. And then we also talk about a really interesting instance where the stigma of porn very much affected um, an ex-porn star's life who was trying to start her life anew. And then we go into this crazy story that I heard about a certain person in the industry. I don't want to tell you guys what it's about because it's it's out of control. All I got to say is that you're going to have to join my Patreon to hear that full story, but you can listen to the rest of that episode right here, right now on My LA Porn Life. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode, I think this is seven. Your voice changes when you start recording. You go into like phone sex operator voice. Of course I do. <laughs> That's because I'm a professional. I, I'm not. I just sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't help it. But then I go back to like my regular voice, which is just annoying and manly. You don't have a manly voice. I was told once I had a manly voice. She, you don't have a manly voice. Though, to be fair, I'd rather have a manly voice than have like a high-pitched, super girly voice. I find those voices annoying. So I don't like those voices during sex, but that's another... Oh, right. Well, I don't have sex with women, No, like so when you watch I've porn. Never... Oh, yeah. Well, I don't like to hear the girl anyways. I always like to hear the I guy, think... yeah, which, which is a problem. We need to talk. See, we're already going into Yeah. The... I I want to talk about that too. Yeah. It's not in enough porn. It's not. No. And if anything, actually, one uh, thing that I've been told by viewers and by clients alike is like, tell the guy to shut up because porn is normally consumed by men and the men want to hear the women, which is understandable. But like I, as a female, like I want to hear the guy, like what gets me off is a guy like talking dirty, Mm -hmm. you know, and the things that he says. And it is so difficult for me to find anything that has that doesn't happen. So it doesn't happen. And we even like, even though, you know, sometimes I try to shoot scenes that is supposed to be like porn for women, I still don't try to, you know, get men to um, articulate more. You know who's really good at it? Who? Is Tommy Pistol. Oh, I'm sure he is, yeah. Yeah, I actually, when I shot, the only time I've ever shot him um, for Naughty America, he, I told him this too when I had him on my podcast, he played like a professor mm-hmm. and he was talking the whole time and like saying all this dirty stuff. And actually for the first time in forever, it kind of turned me on because I never did you get, tell him that I afterwards? did tell him that I no, I told him that on the podcast. You're like, Oh, <laughs> did you? I sure did. I like to make people uncomfortable. Okay. When I thought like, you were doing it like as you were shooting it and you're like, this is really good. I'm actually really turned on right no, now. Keep going. <laughs> no, I did not do that. I don't like, I was going to be like, that's very not you. Yeah, exactly. And it would have creeped my <laughs> crew out. Yeah, like a lot. Could you imagine? They would have been like, "Oh my god, that's so gross!" They're like, "I'm never coming back." Here. Never coming back. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Hi. how was your weekend? It was really great. Um, I hung out with this really cool person, mm-hmm. um, named Holly Randall. <gasps> oh my god, who's oh my that? God, lucky you. So cool. <laughs> 
um yeah we i think that was the that was the main thing wasn't it i mean i went to lunch i got my nails done yes they say fuck you no oh i didn't (laughs) notice that well it's done so badly it was at a really nice place too and the woman like could not write like in little letters it looks like i thought that you put that on with a sharpie because it looks so fucking bad yeah yeah it does (laughs) i know and i felt too like rude to tell her because i'm like i felt bad she was so nice i know what i'm gonna say like you know you're stuck yeah, like she was laughing at everything I said, which I really like that quality in people. <laughs> um, and I was like, she's really nice. And, you know, she's sitting here like doing my fucking nails. Like, I'm not going to be like, mm. like there's a woman next to me that was like yelling at her nail person being like, don't do that again. Don't do that again. That was bad. Like, and like, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> people can be nasty at the nail. So spot. I was like, I don't care what it looks like. You're fine. Here's all my money. So, um, so the party. Yes. Uh, so we went to the APAC social, um, the, uh, spread the love event, which was to benefit pineapple support, which yeah. is a new program that's been instituted for mental health, um, for the adult industry. So it was actually like a really important event and, um, browsers asked me to go, um, to represent them, which was super awesome. And we had our own cabana, which we like barely spent any time did in, not use but it. <laughs> it was great. Cause we got to stand in the VIP line. Mm-hmm. We like to be VIP. Yeah. And Abigail Mack like helped kind of rush us in. She's oh, she like, did. yeah. Cause she was like, these are important people. And I was like, yes, we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, not saying but that even we... though when she was saying that she was like, Oh, these are the browsers people. Come yeah. Here. She was still like, come here. And yeah. Like, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. But it does help like when Abigail, when you're with Abigail, well, I yeah. feel like she helped me all also get like through a line at like expos or something like that so props to abigail mm-hmm. thanks abigail thanks abby can i, I call know. you that i mean we don't know each other yet it's probably not <laughs> it's probably like the one name she hates yeah, being called like, you know, people call me abby and i'm like damn it <laughs> but it was actually um it was a really good party it was better than i expected it to be Mm-hmm. Um, there was, uh, it was a pool party. So that was really cool. So a lot of people and people actually got in the pool, which kind of surprised me for some reason. I didn't think people would. Why not? It's like porn people. I, I feel like all know. they want to do is like rip their clothes off. Yeah, that's it. true. That's true. And that's what I wanted to do, but I didn't. Yeah. I was not going to get, um, half naked in front of people. No fucking way. But, um, yeah, and it was really, really <laughs> fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, we got to see all kinds of cool people. It was Eva's first porn party true. so I got to introduce her to and it was funny too like so many people knew your name from call sheets and stuff like that so I think they were excited yeah. <laughs> to meet you in person mm-hmm. and um you actually did a really you were really great like you were really good at um like mingling I didn't have to take care of you at all like you were good at talking a, to people I was actually nervous at first I was like okay like how am I gonna yeah because you know you don't want to be obnoxious but like right. you want to talk to people but you right. guys have your own thing going so yeah. you don't want to be like me, me, me. like yeah. you know you don't be that person everyone's like hey, who are you <laughs> you know and you're like nobody sorry you know? <laughs> <laughs> no you were great and um Erica Lust really liked you Erica well that was weird because like i I felt like I knew her too. And mm-hmm. she was like, I know you. I know you. I was like, I feel like I know you, but I know you because I've seen you. Like I right. saw her. The only reason I even knew about her was because I watched your episode of that the Netflix, Netflix documentary, thing, right? Uh, before I came for my interview with you. <laughs> you want to get to check it out. I was like, I got to see where this, where this lady's at. Make sure but, she's worth your time. Mm-hmm. She's not. No, <laughs> she is. She really is. I really love mm. her. She's the best boss ever. Mm. I'm only joking. It's jokes. Erica Lust was, was cool. Anyway, but I knew her from your show, basically. So right. It would make sense for me to be like, you look familiar. It's like, because I've seen you before like, right. a million times. Right. Um, 
But yeah, she was like all European and like, oh my God, I know you from somewhere. She has and, like, so much she's energy. She's very like this and like spinning around. Yeah. Just, like, oh my God. Like she's very like yeah. Spanish. Yeah. yeah. She's very, um, well, she's actually. Is she Argentinian? No, she's Swedish, I believe. No, she's not. I believe no, she is. No, she is not. But she lives in Barcelona. No, she's totally like. Unless she's lived there for a long time, she's. Like, I think she has lived there for a long she's time. She's so okay. We're Spanish. gonna look, we're gonna look this up because I'm pretty. But sure I mean, she's like, I'm Spanish. Polish, but I'm like not super Polish. Yeah, but I. I'm, so I grew up here. No, this is bothering me. But I'm pretty fucking sure she's. I'm pretty sure she's like Swedish. I think you're a liar. Swedish. Ha ha! How long so did she live right. in Barcelona? Erica Lust is a Swedish erotic film director. See, told you how she lives and she works in, Bar- how in Barcelona. How long has she lived in Barcelona? I don't know. Forever. She just seems so Spanish. Like, it's definitely sunk into her. She reminds me of my friend who's from Argentina, and she's just, like, that all, like, spinny and energetic and, like, grabby and just, like, oh, life is so beautiful. Maybe she was in a good mood. Maybe it's because she saw me and she knows that we were past life lovers. (laughs) Wow. it triggered something exciting for her. So, um, and then you also talked to what, Riley Nixon for a long time, right? I did right? talk to Riley Nixon for a long time. Yeah. She's actually the president of the Apex Social. Or oh, really? Yeah. So okay. I think it was like her event that she put on. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, which I didn't know. But. Yeah. It was great, too. I mean, it was the W Hotel, so mm-hmm. it was like a really classy place. And it was funny because when we first got there, it was mostly like industry people, right? Mm-hmm. And then when we left, which was like about one thirty, it was like, all grandos oh my god it was a cock festival it became a cock festival and then there were some really like obnoxious drunk guys like that one guy that tried to ask us to dance and then he like knocked over a bunch of shit i just i was just watching him and i was like you you're a problem you're You're, you're gonna be a big problem yeah and then lotus lane tweeted something about like one of her stalkers like showing up so oh man i mean it's unfortunate that's the thing about those like when they're open like that. yeah it's unfortunate because like you know there's a lot of like really awesome porn fans who are like super respectful and really um and really great but it just takes like that one guy with no fucking boundaries to like change make it suck for everybody exactly Yeah. yeah But overall, it was actually like a really good time. We stayed longer than I expected. Um, Holly's I like a, Holly's not a party person. Obviously, Mm-mm. it can't be. Mm-mm. So, but know. it's nice for me to go every once in a while. It is it special. Th- it was fun. It was fun. yeah. I thought there was like a really cool crowd. It was yeah, like some good people there. Yeah, so. it was a good party. So excellent party, APAC. Good job. Yeah. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I actually am having a hard time like coming back into the work week because before that I was in Palm Springs for a couple of days. So mm-hmm. I just feel like I've been on vacation forever. And it's kind of sad because like every time I go on vacation, <laughs> part of me is like, I don't want to go back and work anymore. I just want to like not Leave work. Me here forever by myself. Yeah, I just want to not work. But it's not true because I would get bored. Because that's how you I am. literally were working like half of that trip. I know. I can't. Holly says she's like on holiday and she doesn't want to go back to work, but she's constantly working. Like uh, yeah. you are constantly working. I know. You're true. texting every five seconds about something. And because I get emailing. anxiety if things don't get resolved right away. Yeah. And I don't want to leave everything to pile up for when I get back. Right. That's not fun at all. But um, Pulse was hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I also got sick right before we went so that sucked remember actually i think the last podcast we did i was talking about like i hope i'm not getting sick yeah and then i did yeah i sure did yeah you did and that sucked because it kind of like definitely took away from the trip so that was a bummer but um 
overall, it was really cool. We went to the Parker Hotel, which I'd never been to before, which is like a mid-century dream. It was so fucking awesome. Yeah, I the saw decor your Instagram. That was cool. was incredible. Palm Springs just has a really cool vibe. I'd love to go down there and shoot. Yeah, that'd be um, amazing. There's stuff, like just everything there is just so neat and so like mid-century and mm-hmm. so different. And you feel mm-hmm. almost transported to a different time. Yeah. It was awesome. Last time I was in Palm Springs was for Dinosaur. Which is, uh, it's like the world's like biggest lesbian party where it's like, <laughs> you don't know about Dinosaur no. Weekend. It's in, it's in Palm Springs and it's like people fly, fly from like all over the world to go to this like lesbian weekend event. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. I blacked out and was pushed into a bathtub to try to sober up. And when I woke up, I was wrapped in like a blanket watching Anastasia with like a room filled with lesbians. And I was like, what's happening right now? That's so amazing. I love that. It's like if you black out at like a regular party with a bunch of dudes, you're in danger of being raped. But if you black out, I at literally a party got with- bathed and then like wrapped in sheets and like woke up watching Anastasia. <gasps> oh my god, that's so wonderful. So, I was like, I was literally like eighteen or nineteen or something. Oh my but god, how yeah. cute! So, mm, cute little baby lesbian. Oh, cute little baby lesbian. Okay, <laughs> so uh, we have some adult industry news for you guys because we're gonna try to cover at least one topic on that um, every time we do this podcast because we think it's important to keep Mm -hmm. everybody up to date on that. So um, our good friend Gustavo Turner at XBiz. Who I finally got to meet. You finally got to meet at the party um, and who I've had on my podcast. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, you should because it's really, really interesting. Um, What I loved actually about that episode is that a lot of times when I have somebody who's not like a big porn star name, like Mia Malkova or something like that, people generally I get a lot less download numbers Mm -hmm. and I get a lot less feedback because people are like, oh, it's not a big porn star. I don't want to listen. But I had a lot of people respond to that episode and say like, wow, this was a really interesting episode. I mean, it still didn't get the download numbers that, like I said, like big name stars get. But um, a lot of people like responded to that saying that they really enjoyed it. So if you haven't listened to it, you guys definitely should. So he um, wrote an article about a situation which is kind of all too familiar to pretty much anybody who works in porn, and it's a real shame. And it's about the stigma that sex workers face. And this was like kind of worst case scenario for this girl. So her name is Nicole Gillian, I believe, Mm -hmm. is how you pronounce that. And she was in the adult industry briefly as Brie Barrett. Um, I guess she was in for only like 20 months. I actually never shot her and I don't, I honestly don't remember her. So she wasn't somebody who, you know, became like a super well-known um, performer. So she did it for a while and then she left, which is, you know, what happens with a lot of girls in the industry. People like come and go. And she went on to pursue a degree in nursing, right? Mm-hmm. Everything was going fine. She was getting good grades. She made the Dean's list And then apparently um, one day when she got back actually from spring break, she noticed that all of a sudden her instructor was treating her a lot differently. Um, And she was getting like really strange things were happening to her. Like assignments were changed after the fact. So her work didn't match. Mm -hmm. Um, Her instructor began accusing her of plagiarism. And then when she tried to talk to the program director she was accused of being unsafe for a clinical setting Mm -hmm. and she said that she um the one sentence that was said to her that kind of like set off bells was that i think the instructor said something along the lines of nursing is a job for classy ladies 
insinuating that she was not a classy lady. And I think that we can assume that she found out about her porn past. Right. Because that's like the weirdest thing for someone to randomly say to you. Right. Be like, I don't think this is the right profession for you because you're not classy. It's like all the high class nurses. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just an instant um, red flag that, oh, you must have been involved in some kind of sex work because, you know, obviously somebody who's involved in sex work can't possibly be classy. Um, and so, you know, she went through obviously like some severe depression and she even tried to kill herself and apparently she took 27 Ambien pills, which is like, I don't, I can't, I kind of can't believe it. Didn't but kill it, her. So 27 Ambien pills. 27. She also like shot and shot up heroin from a local dealer, three bags, but apparently, um, it was like cut with tweak. So that's. Why she didn't her. die? <laughs> the tweak saved her. I guess when so. When does tweak ever save you? But I guess it can. But like, also, I like no joke. So I, so as a lot of you guys know, I'm sober, and my last time that I went out, which was Fourth of July, um, last year, I took three Ambien and like two Xanax and drank like half a bottle of wine. And my boyfriend found me like incapacitated in the bathtub, like unable to get up or anything like that. That was three. So 27. Wouldn't that? I feel like that. Kill you? I don't know. I mean, we're not doctors, but it seems (laughs) like it. (laughs) Yeah. But that, it it does seem like a lot. Like I think the most that, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about my, my horrible past, but I had, I had an accidental, like almost could have killed myself moment Mm -hmm. where I was like just frantic and you know dramatic and like I'd almost drank an entire bottle of vodka to myself and I I took like 20 something Xanax oh wow um I did go I was rushed to the hospital and I did have to drink charcoal so like who knows if it would have killed me because I'm alive now but like yeah but I was like like my friends were like, you were like, I was like trying to shove a pack of cigarettes up my vagina because I thought you could, I was trying to smuggle cigarettes into Cedar Sinai, which you could actually just smoke because it's one of the hospitals that has a smoking area. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, but I was like, I think I, I think I like drank the stuff before it got to like in my system, but Xanax, yeah. Xanax hits you in like 20 minutes. So I don't know how I was. Yeah. I only remember so much. Right, right, right. I literally looked like Black Snake Moan. I had like these little shorts on and this like little tank top and I had these like heart sunglasses on. And there's more to the story that I'm not going to talk about because we don't need to know. But like, let's just say I looked, I looked like I was like in a horror movie. It was horrible. (laughs) It was like, it was bad. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Well, this girl woke up in her car. So like nobody found her. How? I want to know how long she was knocked out for. I think it was like 13 hours is what it That's said. nothing. I feel I like know. she should have been knocked out for like three days. <laughs> I want to well, know more about that. That sounds, I mean, for Pete, like, because Holly and I clearly know what it's yeah. like to be on a lot of shit. We're like, that doesn't sound accurate, 13 hours yeah. on 27 Ambient and heroin. And maybe the tweak really did. I don't know. Anyways, that's not the point. point. (laughs) Who knows? Um, I mean, either way, that's fucking awful. So after that, her children were taken away from her. She has them back now. Um, But she decided to go ahead and sue Southwestern Oregon Community College, which is where she was going to school. Um, And the lawsuit accuses the school of breach of contract, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and subjecting Jillian to a hostile educational environment. 
So basically, they're actually suing, her. but they're suing the school under like a really interesting um, strategy. They're claiming that she has been discriminated against only when outed as a sex worker, and six. A sex worker job is an overwhelmingly female profession. Therefore, the school violated Title IX, which provisions that prevent colleges to discriminate on the basis of gender. So that's like an interesting Maybe round. Maybe that's like the only like super legal thing that could find. Like sometimes you have to find like whatever fits yeah. best, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, to, so what Brog, her um, lawyer said is, uh, what we're alleging is once the college found out about my de- client's prior work that they began orchestrating her departure from the college. And that's a violation of school policy. And because it's based on my client's status as a former worker in the sex or porn industry, that gives rise to implicating Title IX. It's discrimination based off of of her gender and her sex as a former worker in that industry. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a, that's an interesting take on it, but I guess you couldn't see this is, this is like kind of what the crazy thing about stigma and discrimination is, is like engaging in sex work or being in the adult industry is like the one thing that people can discriminate against you for they can't discriminate you on the basis of like you know all the other things that obviously they shouldn't raise gender mm-hmm. um sexual orientation that kind of thing but i guess the choice of your profession is something that people can discriminate against you for even though it's not illegal so it's like this but is it le- it's not legal to do it it's one of those things that just i think happens what do you mean it's not legal like is it I mean, any sort of like discrimination, like, but it's see, see, but that seems the one thing that people can discriminate against you for. I guess so. You know what I mean? Like no, Well, it's not illegal to discriminate. I guess. I don't know if it is actually. Well, I'm, there are laws not allowing discrimination based on gender, race, Mm -hmm. sexual orientation, Mm -hmm. um, which still happens, which still happens. But but in like people will, you know, go around the issue and try to, right. But you can sue somebody based directly on that. I mean, obviously, because that's what her lawsuit is Mm -hmm. saying is that they're suing on the basis of discrimination because of gender, um, which isn't exactly what it is, but that's like the way that they made the, they connected the dots. Um, So it's just like this weird gray area. And I mean, we see this everywhere, you know, with social media. I mean, the whole thing that's going on with Instagram right now and, and, and Twitter, even they apparently changed their terms of service recently. Twitter has? Yeah. And everybody's like, that was like the safe place. Everyone's always like, it's the one place you can go. Right. And everybody's kind of freaking out about that because they've like, you know, um, instituted new, uh, laws saying that you can't show semen and, um, all, all that kind of stuff. And look, I mean, to be fair, like, and this is why, um, I don't retweet like super explicit images of mine or video that I've shot that other people tag me in because I don't want my Twitter timeline to be like a bunch of gaping assholes. I don't actually shoot gaping assholes, but you know what I mean? And I'm kind of sick of logging into Twitter and seeing gaping assholes all the time. Like there's a a few people that I follow that I've ended up muting because I'm just like, I just, I just don't want to see it. Um, And it's like, you know, children can access that easily. So it's kind of like a weird, again, it's a place where I'm a little bit torn because I, you know, obviously don't support discrimination against sex workers. And I do recognize that, you know, the adult industry keeps being like 
squeezed into smaller and smaller corners of the industry. And Twitter is kind of like our last place that we can post like, you know, not safe for work images. Um, but it is also like an open platform and it, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a whole other conversation yeah. like about censorship and yeah. how we should deal with censorship. You yeah. Know? And I, I like, I personally don't believe in censorship right. at all. Right. I think like it doesn't matter. I think mm -hmm. there's t you at this day and age, like there's access to everything. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just more about educating people about things right. and, and emotional responses to them and, you know, respecting mm -hmm. people around you. And, you know, like, I, I don't know, you know, just, I just don't believe in censorship because I don't think it's going to help. I, right. think it, I think you should teach people how to, um, like process what they're seeing. Right. And, you know, I don't know, teach them how to be good people. <laughs> Cause like, you know, the, the fear is like, oh no, you're exposing people to things that could like cause them to maybe behave in a certain way at mm -hmm. some point, like with children at least, right? Like you don't... Well, here's also the thing too. It's like Twitter and all social media platforms are private companies. So technically they can discriminate against anybody that they want. Well, and they do. Yeah, and, and they and do. It doesn't matter. They, yeah. they can do whatever they want. Um, the other thing is too, is it would be really great if there was some kind of social media platform that was just for adult sensitive content. But the thing is, is that most people don't want to log onto that platform or access that platform because they're ashamed of having that platform, like, you know, that app on their phone, or, I mean, to make it even more simplistic, like Apple won't carry an app in their store that's porn related that is like porn specific is that so true? yeah absolutely so there you go yeah what you can do so but anyway we were talking about the censorship um of I'm, i got confused we well <laughs> i got confused at the spiral i was like wait why are we talking about this so it, it came from basically um the discrimination idea oh, based right. on sex work right, 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 right. um right. yeah so and but here okay so here's the thing like why this is so insanely unfair besides like the obvious reasons it's like this girl did porn right okay so let's like play devil's advocate let's assume that you're somebody who's against porn somebody who thinks that like you sh girls shouldn't do porn and it's a place where you're being women are being objectified mm -hmm. and being victimized whatever right you should do something else with your life okay so this girl decided to fucking do something else with her life she wasn't actively in porn mm -hmm. when she enrolled in nursing school she did porn for a while mm -hmm. she realized it wasn't for her she fucking started a family and she went to go you know, pursue a better a job, quote unquote, so, legitimate career so that she could support her family. These people find out about her past in sex work, which was like a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And then they push her out of the program. It's mm -hmm. like, what the fuck do you want? Like, do well, you want people like to like, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you don't want people to work in porn cause it's a horrible career, whatever. So you should do something else. So this girl tries to move on and do something else. And she still like, can't do that because she was in well, porn they, these are like at people one point. That are probably at, like, she said it's a, it's a rural area. It's like, you know, yeah. it's very biased. It's, it's probably very religious and strict. And like a lot of those kinds of people, they, they tend to like compartmentalize people. So yeah. it's like, like know, once you've done that, you have the scarlet thing, letter. You are literally, yeah, you, you are, are that person forever. You are an evil, smutty human and you belong in like in hell. Like basically, you it's know, like, or you belong here. Like you don't ever get a chance for anything else, which is actually not even, that's like so anti like Christian though. What about redemption? I'm not and saying what this, about... these people are Christian, but I'm just saying like, let's just say they were like, right. but it is, it is still anti that. So regardless, it just sounds like some, some people that are so uncomfortable with their own sexuality and yeah. like, you know, and, and, and 
think porn is like the devil or whatever and like um you know we'll push their agenda onto the people like that you know so this actually ties in interestingly to a story that i heard about dale debone on um the butterfly effect john ronson's podcast and dale went on to like he left the adult industry he worked in the adult industry for a while he went on to become a nurse and he got fired from his job because they found out that he was in porn and i believe and i hopefully i'm not misquoting um I believe that he was told that he was a liability because like if any of their patients found out he was in porn, he could be an easy target for a sexual harassment case. And so like the hospital didn't want to have him not because of their own personal beliefs, but because how they were afraid of how their patients might react. I feel like the way that I see it is like the, the patients that would be able to identify you would probably be like, right. this is awesome. Right. <laughs> and the people that wouldn't be able to identify you would not be able to identify right. you, right? And the, the the window of that in between of like someone being like, hey, I think I saw that guy in porn and somebody like, what? How can we find out? You know, yeah. and like tr- and like really diving into the research to be like, what's that man's name? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like how are yeah. you going to really find that out? Like, well, I mean, so the whole point of the Butterfly Effect podcast was about how um, specifically um, one of my biggest client, um, MindGeek, mm-hmm. <laughs> changed the spectrum of the adult industry due to like tube sites and, yeah. and Pornhub specifically. And so before um, the internet really came along and specifically, especially before tube sites came along, you could do porn and you could kind of, your, your content could get buried after that. Right. Because like your stuff only came out on like VHS and like in magazines, which are like tangible materials, which Mm -hmm. disappear after a while. But once the tube sites came along, well, once the internet came along and then specifically tube sites came along, all the stuff became digitized and then it became put on a platform that millions and millions of people access. So now all of a sudden these scenes that you did years ago which you thought you know kind of vanished into the ether have like resurfaced Mm -hmm. on this platform that so many people access so it was kind of like that's why that story came into the podcast was because of um, how tube sites have you know created you know among I guess a myriad of Mm -hmm. issues that was one of them so it was it was really interesting but I mean overall it's just like it's really sad and you know it's funny people have asked me what I would do if I wasn't doing this. Mm -hmm. And the truth is like, for example, like let's assume that for some reason I decide to leave the porn industry. Like seriously, what the fuck am I going to do? You know what I mean? Well, you've said that you've been discriminated against when you were trying to do like other kinds of photo shoots and things like that because people find out that you've shot for porn and they're like, totally. I had a friend who, um, worked for Fredericks of Hollywood and she really wanted me to shoot for them because she was like, your stuff's so beautiful. And, you know, I think the woman would respond really well to being shot by a woman and your stuff's perfect yeah, and blah, awesome. blah, blah. And I was like, but yeah, I- but as soon as like the powers that be find out what I actually do for a living, because this was at the time when I was working for Playboy. So, you know, you could kind of just throw that name in there and that's always like an acceptable name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, they'll, they'll shut me down. And she's like, Which no, they won't. No, they nuts. won't. That's nuts. Considering and it's it, lingerie. Exactly. It's lingerie. Doesn't that's, matter. What, that's exactly what sex. happens. Like I don't wear lingerie just like hanging around, you know? I know. No, I wear frumpy underwear from Target. Yeah. You know? Like when if I'm getting lingerie, it's to 
right smash but it doesn't matter because it's like they don't i don't i don't know what it is i mean i guess i do know what it is it's just the stigma but it's just funny because i always like laugh i'm like what do you think like i'm gonna like bust out a dildo in the middle of the shoot and be like shove this up your ass fuck this lingerie stuff like it's just like so (laughs) crazy you know but yeah um it's it's absolutely very prevalent yeah you just get yeah, it has a bad rap, which is I th- I think it's getting I do feel like it's getting better. It is getting better. I, I think the, like younger, it's the younger generation yeah. is ex- much more accepting. Yeah, and I feel like that it, it will change over time, but like but there's still this like huge area of like mm-hmm. people that yeah, like pre-internet people, you know, that yeah. like, you know, that don't yeah, I cannot get down with it. Because the assumption is that you only got into the industry if you're a broken individual and mm-hmm. you had no other options mm-hmm. in life. Exactly. Yeah. And now it's like people are being more open about their sexuality. Like even all the tube sites, mm-hmm. like, you know, Pornhub Aria. And yeah. like they have these like cute girls that like they're not actually doing porn anyway. So right. they're, they're like, look, there's like people that aren't, they're still looking cute and being sexy, but they're not showing anything. And they're like promoting this. And like, mm-hmm. so it's kind of, I think to market to people to be like you could also like this and be cute yeah. and not be totally porny but still like porn and like you know like try I don't know it's like these interesting things all the all the tube sites have it now even like red tube has a girl yeah that's like a, a nice girl that's just like red tube cute. Emma I think red tube Emma um there's like I just I swear they all have one now yeah they're all doing that so yeah well they're also all owned by the same company too there you go <laughs> um but yeah I think but I think that like it does like like you know a lot of girls now too mm-hmm. that I feel like weren't really as open about talking about watching porn or like well can identify you, more because like oh cool there's like a chick running it right because you know in the past and and still to this day it was you know the idea that women don't watch porn and you know it was shameful for women to watch porn and it was like a dirty secret that only held by men but um, I, I mean, it is changing and it, it's changing slowly, but it yeah. is changing. So, I mean, I feel like we're making progress and, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day as they say. So that's what they say. That's what they say. Anyway, I feel like we're babbling. <laughs> I want to know about your story that you were okay. teasing me about. I have a fucking amazingly funny story okay. and I, I, I heard it last week. Wait, you heard a story about something? Oh, yes. Okay. So it didn't happen to it you. It did not happen oh. to me but it is a hilarious story mm-hmm. and I, I think I'm going to say now that we're going to put the first part of this up on my podcast platform so if you want to hear the rest of this guys you're going to have to join my Patreon mm-hmm. and um, it's it's worth it. It's only $5 a month and you can access so much bonus content mm-hmm. plus live interviews and basically just feel really good about supporting um, an independent project <laughs> like this podcast. Okay, that's my pitch. <laughs> okay. okay, you ready? Yeah. So you heard it, guys. You're going to have to join my Patreon to hear that crazy story. And believe me, it's it's crazy. And I've heard a lot of insane stories in my 20 plus years in this industry. And this one was one of the craziest. So make sure that you go and join my Patreon, patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. It's only $5 a month and you get so much more stuff than just that bonus episode. Like I said, in my little uh, pitch before we cut you off. So join us there. It will be worth it. I will appreciate your donation so much. Thank you guys. <laughs>